Are we live? We live! There it is. Good. All right, that's always my 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 echo intro. That way we can get moving. So, uh, Will, that is a fake background. Turning around does not let you see it. Um, so today we have Will Lewis back again from Raleigh, TRC, and we're going to take a deeper dive into CrossFit. The science behind oh, it, programming, dude. and why it has become so popular among the general population and gotten so much notoriety, you know, within exercise and fitness. So somebody take it away. Well, let's start. Let's start with Will, considering this is his thing, um, anyway. Uh, and I don't want any of us to feel like we're or anybody out there feel like we're talking bad about something we don't do. So no. we'll take it away. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> why do I think, uh, well, why do I think everybody's getting so into CrossFit? Um, I think, well, one, I think I got into it six years ago. So I kind of, me, me and Anthony talked about earlier this morning. I kind of went through that phase of drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, but honestly, it, it's kind of, it gets you back into, I see a lot of people, I see a lot of people, one, that really deep dive deep into it. Um, the ones that are super competitive, especially that most of those people, um, and that might be just me just not getting enough exposure or seeing or being a little bit biased, but I see the people that go really hard in and that are super competitive about it. They didn't play team sports growing up. And so they get that opportunity later in life to experience that type of competitive nature or that competitive atmosphere. And, and, um, they, so, so people that come into CrossFit, they've never really had that type of, uh, training, you know, when it comes to like Olympic lifting or, you know, some of the things that we used to do in high school or middle school, you know, so they get that then and it really sticks, um, especially, um you know now that they're not uh young and kind of inexperienced they kind of get that drive later in life and it really carries them if anybody wants to follow with that no yeah no i like that um because that's a great intro for it the one thing that i've always commended uh crossfit on um is the camaraderie that they bring i mean you can't you can't ask for a better camaraderie when it comes to that community and you know they're all especially back when it was the Rich Froning era before, you know, Matt Fraser. So Rich Froning was starting to be popular when he won back to back, back. What was that? 2011, 2012. And I may be wrong on this years, but back um, to back to back. I think it was like three times or excuse four times me. in a row. He's a three peat. He's a triple crown. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but that was, that was one of the big things with the, the camaraderie was big. And then the fact that it was getting people off the couch, just because people started, especially when Netflix blew it up and they was putting, you know, the, the fit is on earth as was the series. And even I was watching it, you know, I wouldn't do anything that crazy, but like it would get you amped up and you'd be like, you know what? I can go do that. Um, you know, I had an Olympic weightlifting background, you know, because of football. Uh, we did certain lifts in the uh, weight room. We didn't really do snatches. I didn't actually learn how to snatch until uh, 2000, actually 2012, when one of my other interns, uh, Jason Flanagan, shout out to old Flanagan out there with, with Finish Strong. Um, he actually, uh, him and Brian Novak, so I got to shout out him too. 
um, they actually taught me how to snatch. Um, and it was rough. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. It was very rough. And then I went through the whole process of getting my USAW. And then I actually truly learned how to snatch. Um, and I think that's where I sometimes I get a little pushback for, for CrossFit because now I'm on the other side of it. I'm the I'm with the original OGs when it comes to Olympic weightlifting. And I see certain things when it comes to CrossFit. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what we do. But then I have to remember that it's two completely different sports. And they overlap in certain way, in some ways. You know, the, the lifts are obviously are all the same. The way we clean and jerk, the way we snatch, uh, you know, power jerk, push jerk, split jerk, all that type of stuff. All that stuff overlays over, over you know, over that. I mean, and it's CrossFit. I mean, CrossFit literally is in the title. It's a cross between pretty much all fitness uh, related type things that you can think of. And they just put it all in one. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm big, you know, I'm a huge fan as far as like the way they get people together, the way they got people off the couch. Um, you know, former athletes that I played with uh, at Coastal, they, they went to CrossFit after college because they wanted something else to still push them. Uh, where I went the other route and I went to competing with USAW. Um, I mean, you can call me lazy. I don't know. Maybe I like to take my rest in between my reps. You know, I get like one or two, two you know, three reps and then I'm going to sit down for three minutes. Like, that's me. <laughs> don't ask me to do more. But I also have a powerlifting background. Everything we do is slow. I'll be in the rack for three hours, you know, <laughs> you know, type of deals. But, um, but, you know, CrossFit, is, you know, uh, CrossFit is, you know, it's getting huge. Uh, it was, I mean, it was bigger at one point and then it, it sunk a little bit with all these different things that surrounded CrossFit itself. And then it's starting to rise again. So that's good to see, you know, you never want to see something die out. Um, whatever works, you know, what I do or what we do at next little fit is not for everybody. Uh, what people, uh, which I'll do at CrossFit is not for everybody. You know, you know, any other thing, obstacle courses, all that type of stuff. There's so many different fitness things out there. But CrossFit has literally taken it where they take every single sport that's out there, powerlifting, CrossFit, uh, obstacle courses, cross-country swim, you know, you name it. They put it all together, and they make one big platform. So I commend them on that. And, like, even just looking at, you know, Matt Frazier and Rich Froning, like, if you look mm -hmm. at their stature, that's another big thing to their success. Like yeah. Rich said, but let's Rich put Froning some respect what? on Matt Frazier's name. Matt Frazier was a junior Olympian. A lot of people don't think yeah. about that. He was USAW before he went to CrossFit. So he yeah. had the big time background before he went oh, to CrossFit. Yeah. yeah. He's I'm been competing just... nationally since he was like 13 years old. I yeah. Think, or something. That's why his clean and jerk is so smooth. And he like, he's not the, he's not the fast. Okay. I, I don't want to miss this term up. When it comes to like the clean and jerk ladder, if you ever notice how he sets up, he sets it up just like he's about on a competition for USAW. He takes his time, he hits the lift, he moves to the next thing. And that's the biggest thing with those ladders is a lot of people try to move through that thing as fast as possible and your technique breaks down. He literally sets it up like he's about to do an actual ladder. Like say, like if I had a Saturday lift and I'm hitting heavy singles, I got 50%, 60, 70, 75, 80, 85, you know, so on and so on, you know, until you get to 105 plus whatever. And that's exactly how he sets his ladder up. And I noticed that and the last one that they posted uh, or they showed the fittest of the uh, fittest of the world or whatever it is, Earth. Um, and I was like, man, he's still using those old techniques that he learned back in USAW uh, competing on the platform when he was young and using it in CrossFit. 
Well, I was just saying, like, one's five foot nine and one five foot six. Mm-hmm. So their levers and everything are totally different from a lot of these other guys, like, you see compete in some of the events that are, you know, 5'11", 6'2", and they're able to move and not expend so much energy. Mm-hmm. So their longevity in the sport can be a little easier. It can be, it can actually be done. They don't have to worry about all the, the wear and tear and the amount of inertia and everything they have to put their body through. I think, um, like, y'all made some good points as far as talking about um, what Will said. Giving normal people that may not have played sports a chance to compete at something. And Santuan made the point of giving former athletes that maybe didn't make it pro or maybe didn't make it to the collegiate level a chance to still be able to compete. So it gives it gives people a chance to work for something and even whenever maybe their careers as an athlete or they never had that career to begin with, that they're getting that chance now with something like CrossFit. Like, am I a big fan of CrossFit? No, but like Santuan said, it's difficult whenever you start on the USAW and Olympic weightlifting side of things and then kind of look at CrossFit and see some of the things that they do um, to agree with them. But it like it's an easier transition to go from um, – Olympic weightlifting to CrossFit than it would be to go from CrossFit to USAW, like Olympic weightlifting. Um, So I do like the fact that they're giving people a chance to do something that they normally wouldn't have had a chance to do. And like we say all the time, you got to find what works for you. What works for me might not work for you and what works for you might not work for me. So I do like that about CrossFit is they do give people that chance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know it's one thing that um, they do really well is the whole community feel and that like clan mentality where it's camaraderie. Yeah. yeah, Whenever you walk in, you know, you're a part of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what leads to a lot of their success. I mean, I think that's why, I think that's why a lot of gyms chase after that, like after that um, structure in that way. It's funny that you said it because I think, for real, like honestly, uh, looking back at certain things and there's, you know, there's other gyms in the area too, but like everybody is trying to find that camaraderie that's going to build their gym. What we do, we call, we're, we're a fit fam. You know, we all, you know, we all take care of each other. We all, you know, do whatever we need to do to help each other up, all that different type of stuff. So we are a fit fam, you know, CrossFit, you know, everybody's together. Are you coming to the box today? You know, type type feel you know power lifters are all the same they try to lift all together um you know whatever you can think of strong man strong woman whatever um that camaraderie feel everybody's trying to get that camaraderie because that's what holds you together because there's been a lot of times i mean you can take yourself as an example we've all tried to lift by ourselves because you know schedules don't align but when you try to lift by yourself things change real fast like all of a sudden you the the weights you were hitting before all of a sudden you can't hit because that yelling that you know that amping up all that type of stuff that's why i like lift lifting um with oban that's why i like lifting with seth john because that that's our camaraderie in our gym you know because we're all trying to make it to the national stage and you know eventually international stage and we're just pushing each other no matter what like we may know it's it's about to be a crazy heavy weight that we've never hit actually in the gym before but that camaraderie is what pushes you through. 
same thing with CrossFit. That camaraderie. I mean, when you think about it, like we all do cardio, but we don't do that cardio. No, that's a different type of feel. Like I see some some people that um, that I'm friends with that do CrossFit. Like I've been out on the floor, but I ain't been out on the floor like that. Like look like I was depleted. Um, and like I said, I've seen people that trans um, trans transition from playing college sports to doing CrossFit because they still need that competitive field. I had coached an offensive lineman. I mean, he was well over 300 pounds. This dude has abs now because he's been doing CrossFit. I mean, he's lost so much weight. I mean, pretty much a whole person. I mean, when you think about it, he <laughs> lost a whole person. And I mean, he's probably sitting at, I think, probably 220, 220, somewhere 220, 230, somewhere around there. But this man has abs now. And I mean, and killing it. And I asked him, I said, what are you doing? He said, man, I'm on this paleo diet. And I'm doing CrossFit every day. Every time I can get a chance. I was like, dude, keep it going, man. Do what you got to do. I think that one of the most important parts about really anything, but CrossFit in general, would be your coaching. Like, as long as you get good coaching mm -hmm. um, and you find yourself a good CrossFit coach, you will reduce your chance of injury. Um, and that that's with any sport. Um, you find yourself a good coach, you reduce your chance of injury and uh, performing lifts incorrectly. And from that standpoint, you, I think you can benefit from it a lot more than versus just picking any random gym. Cause then you go and then you get just this random person get coming off the couch. think they can just go in and just do weight that everybody else is doing. Cause I know one thing CrossFit does that I don't agree with is they have like the different division, like, uh, I like the how they have the divisions as far as beginner versus RX kind of thing, but then you got like separated from there men's weight versus women's weight. So uh -huh. if you get a man that's just not starting off and you putting him even in like the beginner stage and saying, oh, well, this is man's weight. Well, what if he needs to be starting off with the women's weight, what y'all call women's weight? Because I know San Juan, well, actually, everyone here is cool with, um, starting people off with PVC pipe, starting them off with the bar, but you get some random person going to the gym and they go to a CrossFit gym and they're like, well, if you say this is men's weight, I need to be doing this weight. Then that's how you can definitely get injured doing something like that. But if yeah. you find a good coach that isn't going to put you in that situation, I think you'll be fine. Will expand on that um, a little bit, because I know some people may not know what exactly Lester's talking about, but the scale of how y'all scale for men and how you scale for female because obviously i know it's different for gym to gym but um how explain how to the people out there what that actually is as far as girls versus guys or just scalability in general <laughs> scalability in general so yes. like what he was saying yeah, like yeah. if you setting if you're yep. doing a certain yep. thing i got you so like yeah. so when i so you know it, pretty much if you have any type of weightlifting background going into crossfit that's not um that's not like, you know, competing at the national level or something. Uh, you're going to come in pretty much trying to muscle everything, right? And you're always going to be trying to do more and you more, more than technically you should be doing technically, right? So by scaling down, you can focus more on the technicals and, you know, the movement, the speed, um, the accuracy of, of the lifts and that kind of thing. So by taking that weight off, you know, you're taking a lot of pressure. Well, I mean, you're, you're just changing out the whole game. So you're more focused on those small, acute um, movements, right? 
uh, whether it's a PVC or a 45 pound barbell or a two or a 400 pound lift, technically they should all look the exact same, right? And so if you've never picked up a PVC pipe and you're cleaning, you know, 225, 300, you know, you, you probably should get, you know, what's going to help you more down the road is probably not a lot of weight. It's probably going to be less weight technically, you know, becoming more technically sound. And that's why people like Matt Frazier do so well. It's, it's because he had all that, he had all the little, little skill sets built, built in since he was 13 years old. You know, he was working with PVC pipes and barbells only for, you know, God knows how long. And that's what makes him that what make that's what makes him so great. It's the little things that make people great. It's not the big things, right? The big things come later. You gotta you gotta focus on those small little little things. But if you if you ever want to compete or succeed at anything of substance, you know, or whether it's business or I mean, you guys know that y'all are doing it already. It's the little things that really are what holds the business together. It's not you know how many it's not uh, how big your athletes can lift. It's it's you know what kind of work are y'all doing in the background to get those athletes in yeah nobody sees so you know that's just kind of a more of a you know uh esoteric way of looking at it i guess yeah i know um the one big thing that i definitely i mean this is you know the project that i'm working on currently right now in myrtle beach is trying to uh build a um a build a bigger barbell club so my barbell club is going to consist of Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting. But the, another thing attached to that is, you know, there are CrossFitters out there that have reached out to me, you know, on learning how to become a better Olympic weightlifter. And it is hard, you know, to a certain degree, because I do know their gyms teach Olympic weightlifting. So I never want to like step on anybody's toes or anything like that, because I do, sometimes I do come off brash, you know, I, I'm a big guy and I can just knock down a door and be like, Hey, I want to come teach your people. No, I you know, I definitely don't want to, you know, give that feel. But um one thing I definitely want to do because there's there's been, you know, the quiet fights between Olympic weightlifting coaches and CrossFit coaches. And and it was always because just when you look at some of these Olympic weightlifting coaches, they're old or older and they're stuck in their ways. And they're just like, don't do CrossFit, don't do this, don't do that, da da da. But I want to take a different approach. If you want to do CrossFit, perfect, fine. I'm not going to take you away from CrossFit. But what I want to do is I want to be able to be a resource for CrossFit and be like, hey, you want to get better at your Olympic weightlifting? You want to be more technically sound so that when you have to do a lot of reps, you don't break down. If you want to get to that next PR and you don't have such a, you're not doing like a jumping jack, like I would say, to catch your clean, that's the type of stuff that I want to work with. And, and it's different because I've already, like I said before, I've worked with CrossFitters. I currently work with some now uh, working on a technique. And the setup is completely different or the setup they were taught is completely different. So it takes a while. I have to work with different positions. I have to work with different ways they need to pull. Um, trying to learn not to touch and go when they're doing clean because everything is all about how quick, how explosive you can be in one bout when it comes to USAW side of things and CrossFit is how explosive and how long you can do it for to, you know, you know, how long you can last type deal. So it, it, it definitely like it parallels, but at the same time, there's a couple bumps in the road as it's parallel. And you got it. You got to go around that Kodazak a couple times every once in a while. And, 
and not necessarily that I've had fights, but it's been like, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way. If you're in this gym, you got to do it this way. When you go back to over there, you can do it that way. That's perfectly fine. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you do it this way, you're going to last longer than everybody else in the gym. And, and, and it's slow. And it takes a slow, it takes a slow build. It takes a very, very slow build. <laughs> but eventually when they like, when they get that, um, how to pull, how to pull correctly, because everything is also the, the way things are named are completely different. I get frustrated with that a little bit too, but I mean, it is what it is. You know, that's tick for tech. If I call something a clean, you know, it's a full clean in my mind, but I know in CrossFit, you got to call it a squat clean. It, it, it blows me that you have to say two words to say one thing, but it is what it is. That's what y'all name it. <laughs> but you know, everything that you got to do in a full for us, we just say the word y'all say squat to go with it. But you know, this, just it's just those little parallels. And like I said, you got to go around those little Kodazaks and that's what I want to be. I want to be that reference for uh, CrossFitters to come to and be like, all right, this is how I can get better at CrossFit and stay in CrossFit longer or what have you, or make it to the national stage. Who knows? You may be the next uh, Frazier. You may be the next, you know, Annie Thor's daughter. You never know. You just never know. But you got to try, at least. Yeah, that's the one thing we were even talking about. Um, what? Uh, who's the, the women's champion? Tia? Claire Tia Timmy? Yeah. And, you know, you got someone like that who came from an Olympic weightlifting background. It's just like what, what what Lester said. Your transition works one way really well, but there's no way you're gonna be able to transition the other way, at least without it, a did, lot of hurdles. Did she come from a weightlifting background, or did she go into it after CrossFit and win? I think her first... she went into it. I think I she think went she... into it after CrossFit and became and her... better. Like she took like a phase where because she's also has a track background, so she took a phase where mm-hmm. she was did Olympic weightlifting and focused on her conditioning and then went back to crossfit i think that's what happened i think i think the first i think she went a, won a gold medal going into it uh on the back end i know she was in rio she, she competed was in rio in 2016 and was also the runner-up in 2015 and that so was just like, from a crossfit background yeah so she went from crossfit to which, I mean, you know, it makes sense. But. Yeah, but it's one of those things like that's hard for a guy. But, yeah, even know. but even then, that's rare, I think. But that's, I mean, I guess it's just it comes on the coaching, man. It just comes all back to the coaching and who you have in your corner. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's some great coaches. I mean, there's some great coaches around here in Myrtle Beach. I'm sure there's some great coaches around um, Will and Raleigh. Um, and, you know, and everybody's trying to do the best that they can. I will say, I. I don't really know, but from what I have talked to some people, the certifications have changed a lot because everybody was getting a certification at one point, just the same way like the USAW. I remember coming out, you know, out of uh, the strength and conditioning field, the collegiate field, everybody went to go get the USAW. Why? Because it was easy. It was an easy first certification. And Lester can tell you, I told these guys because I was still thinking that same mindset. Everybody was like, when I was coming through, everybody was like, go get your USAW. Get it. It's easy. Two-day course, boom, done. <laughs> you know? Um, and now you can't do that. You can't do it that way because you have to actually learn it. It's, you know, the way it's taught is completely different. Same thing with CrossFit because once something starts to get a bad name, they start changing some things. And CrossFit, I, I watched one of my old interns. Um, he's now at um, – I might mess this up. I think he's at Weber State. And I sat there and watched him do his certification – 
his recertification for CrossFit or was it recertification or he was just doing a certification for CrossFit and his referee exam for CrossFit. And he was like, dude, this thing is hard. <laughs> and I was like, it's CrossFit. How hard can it be? And I'm like looking at the question and I'm like, dude, I couldn't take this out the gate either, man. I would have to study for this. And, and, and it shows, I mean, like there people are starting to, to take this seriously because anything that you can do with several bouts is going to risk injury. So you have to take it seriously. The people that are going to be in charge of other people, the people that you have placed to do uh, to be a coach have to take it seriously. It's not just the best person that's in class that can become a coach. Just because you're a great athlete don't mean you can coach worth jack squat. And we've seen that before. Jason Kidd, yeah. not a great coach. <laughs> Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher, not a great coach. <laughs> I would say Michael Jordan, but he never tried to coach anything. He's just big. He's not a great owner. But like, no. I mean, <laughs> hey, I actually had that, that whole discussion um, with somebody a couple nights ago about, you know, just because you play or compete at a certain level doesn't mean you know the game. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that's hard for some people to understand. And, and, and it doesn't always happen this way, but more times than none, the mediocre athletes to awful athletes usually end up being the best coaches. Yeah. Cause we, we had, we had the game. Yeah. We had to work harder. We had to, we were the runts. We had to work harder, be behind the person that was better. You know, you just learn, but you knew when you got your time to shine, you couldn't mess up. Uh-huh. He was coming right out. <laughs> uh-huh. That was it. That was it. You got to got to sit back and watch and pay attention. But it's funny because when it comes to like y'all talking about people that is good at stuff not being able to actually teach it, that's usually who people actually go after to to teach them. Like if somebody walk into Planet Fitness and they see somebody that's in shape. They automatically assume that person can teach me how to get in shape. That's not necessarily the case all the time. That's such it's a bad. That's such a bad correlation. Yeah, it's the I same way with a sport like even basketball, football, CrossFit. Like they say, "Oh, you're really good at this. Can you teach me how to do a snatch?" Like, nah, that's not the way to do that. Because <laughs> that person's not going to be able to convey that to somebody. No, they just. I mean, some people understand words, but, you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't flow like that. And I wish people would, would take more time to research things because, you know, I've always, I've always thought that um, it's been the uninformed that have the biggest opinions or they jump to the biggest conclusions. So yeah. they, they, they correlate those two things. Like, just because this person has this means they understand this. I mean, they could still be learning it or they could have just read something and followed it to a T and that's it. And they could not regurgitate any information and they don't know the meaning behind it. Yeah, I think coaching is a very undervalued and underappreciated skill. I mean, I guess that, you know, me being a coach and all of us being a coach, but I think it's very undervalued and underappreciated. Well, it's 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 something that people don't. They just well, don't, they don't look at it the same way we do. Yeah. It's also something I think it takes time, you know, and like I mean, we're young, y'all. Like like coaching coaching skills, like you don't become a good coach until like later. 
I mean, it just takes experience and time and seeing lots of people with lots of athletes. I mean, that's why you, you don't see an you don't see an Olympic coach at somebody like our age. You just don't see it's, it's, you don't see it. I mean, they, they, they all made a huge deal about what, who is the, was the youngest NFL coach was like 35. Yeah, it's like I'm saying, it's just leadership. Astonishing for for a lot of people, but you sit there and go, He was 35, but he was also at the Super Bowl, so we have to give him that respect, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, that's only what five years, six years Mm -hmm. for some of us, and that's that's huge to think. And you know, a lot of us are still like just big kids, but. You know, I don't feel like I need to wear New Balances. I mean, just yet. You're gonna have you're gonna have anybody. I mean, you're gonna have a longer career as a coach than any athlete ever. I mean, athletes only get all we call what a ten year window, right? Professionally, maybe twelve in baseball or fourteen. But other than that, dude, I mean, coaching's a long, long game. It's the long game, and so if you really, if you're, if you want to be a good coach and you want to be, you know, world renowned, yeah, you're gonna be doing you're gonna put some time in a long time and then coaching comes from learning from the other coaches too like there's gotta be a better respect than what there is now amongst coaches like we're saying between crossfit and olympic weightlifting if the coaches from the crossfit gym would work closely with olympic like santuan like an actual certified usw powerlifting coach and actually work as a team to make their athletes better they'd be so much better Uh but there's some kind of disconnect between oh i'm a crossfit coach i don't need you Well, it goes along the same line as one of our talks whenever we were talking about, you know, physical therapists and athletic trainers and strength coaches and having, you know, that mutual understanding, but not crossing lines. I mean, some people just don't want to disconnect. I mean, some people don't want to connect. Sorry. Yeah, there are. I will say this. There are some gyms um, I do know of, too two gyms around here, they have an Olympic weightlifting coach uh, and the CrossFit coach um, because one, I know for sure one of the gyms, they used to compete. I, I hate to say used to, but um, they used to or still are competing USAW, at least doing the state competition um, type stuff. Um, but I would like to see them compete a little bit more. Um, but I know CrossFit is their thing. So they do, you know, they do what they do, but they do have a USAW coach. Um, she does very well with them. So, you know, I commend them on that. There's another gym that has a guy that works with them. Uh, that's USAW as well. And, you know, and you can tell it's a complete difference uh, how they're lifting now. Um, you know, uh, we act, I think we actually, Matt, you know, one of the girls. Uh, but uh, they're, they're, I mean, their lifts look like night and day now because they're actually you know doing olympic weightlifting and it's you know it's transferring over to the crossfit so it shows you like you have to learn the basics what came first was olympic weightlifting you know and that's always going to be the staple of what crossfit is so to get great at crossfit guess what you got to do you got to be great at uh, great as olympic weightlifter and coaching just comes down to like it's all egos like we're all here we all know that like if i had a problem with coaching i don't know what i'm doing i'll ask one of y'all i have no problem saying hey man I'm lost. Help me out. But a lot of coaches say, I'm a coach. I don't need that. Coaches need coaches. Like it's a matter just, that's just a matter of the way it is. Like we all got to learn from somebody. So we need to have that more like a mutual respect among, amongst us in order to make this, you know, we're out, we're looking out for helping everybody. It, has, it doesn't matter what gym you go to. I don't care if you're a CrossFit mm-hmm. athlete, an Olympic weightlifter, or you want, you want to go to Planet Fitness and lift and go cardio all day long. I don't give a damn. I just want to help you get better at what you're doing. Hey, keep this PG. 
Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> How do we do that? Why is our nutritionist the only one that swears? Because <laughs> he's from up north. <laughs> so am I. You don't see me doing it. Come on, Matthew. You're a fake man. All right, so. That's fine. I'm fine with so that. I was actually uh, born in Ohio, but okay, that's fine. Hold on, hold on. We're getting a little off topic. So, Will, tell us more about CrossFit. Like, get tell us the you know the basics. Like, what, how y'all, uh, you know, the gym that you work at. Tell us like a day to day type deal, and then how you get people to become better at CrossFit. Uh, do y'all actually do the opens? Do you know that type of stuff? Like, part at the CrossFit gym, uh, CrossFit Morris Hill. Yeah, we uh, we'll follow the opens um pretty strenuously we'll scale it you know we'll always give the scale um they will probably not not now but you know pre-covid and stuff usually during the open we would uh team up um and then people would kind of it would be like a you know more of a camaraderie thing or community thing right to get people to um to show up because a lot of uh, i mean a lot of the times the opens are a little bit harder than some of the gyms you know and so it scares people and a lot of a lot of some people just don't show up that week and so you you get them you get them to team up and kind of make of a make a little a lot of gyms do this um a community a community open right um because what 99 percent of the people aren't going to the you know to the next level anyway or they don't even want to i mean because honestly uh they could go to the next level if they go to the next level fit <laughs> that's that's true but I, but, but plug but, plug but Stay on the real, on the real, y'all, your your average CrossFitter, um, ninety to ninety five percent of the people are going to be, um, yeah, I mean, thirties and older, you know, because I mean, honestly, that's the only people that kind of that are willing to keep paying those memberships, um, and so yeah, the smaller population is going to be those ones that compete at a higher level, like the games. But for the most part, the, 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 what runs the business, which is what matters the most is going to be your average Joe. All right. And that's what this is all comes down to. I don't care if you're Rich Froning or Matt Frazier, dude, those are one, that's half a percent of what CrossFit is. And you're I, the bigger picture here is the business model. It's, it's the, it's the, your, your mom and your dads, you know, with kids, it's, it's your, your young professional, I mean, that's who we're talking about here. Like, this right. is what drives CrossFit. Everybody wants to talk. Everybody sees the stuff on Netflix. They see, you know, even just even, I mean, Olympic weightlifting, that has more. You have more of a drive than CrossFit um, because, like I said, the this is the business model. And so, yeah, you you get all these people coming in that are they're trying to be compete with that one like half a percent to one percent of CrossFit population. It's just not happening. But without the without the the everyday joe crossfit's not existent doesn't exist bottom line all right because it all comes down to the the money all right in this and and keeping those boxes open and it's not going to be your 21 22 you know Haley adams or rich froning going in at 24 25 it's not um it's your mom and pops that are holding that holding that shit up and so so that's that's what keeps me in it. That's what that's what drives me. Is, <laughs> sorry, I mean, <laughs> he's a guest. It's okay. It We're not on barstool yet, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I mean, you can put PG thirteen. I think you get two or three of them. <laughs> They're gonna ban. I got a question. Our video from Facebook. Um. So, I know, like. There is a stigma around CrossFit about saying that there's like a high percentage of injury 
that happens in CrossFit. Like you being in a CrossFit gym and you being more into CrossFit, is that more of a true kind of statement or is that just something that's just kind of out there? It is true um, for people that are um, – okay here's the thing you're going to get more injured if you're not doing the little things okay if you're not stretching if you're not doing all the little things all the coaches tell you to do if you're not warming up um efficiently if you're you know not doing those banded you know glute stretches you see everybody doing if you're but if you're you know if you're doing you know butterfly pull-ups muscle-ups anything that's high impact yeah there's a high there's a high risk there just like playing football if you're not doing the little stuff to stay whether it's yoga or you know just stretching more efficiently or rolling out things like that you're going to get injured so yes there is a high um injury rate but it's because people are lazy it, i mean so that's it's more it of a people are stubborn issue than a crossfit issue yeah i'm not i'm, I'm not i'm guilty i'm just as guilty okay <laughs> i am say, just that's as a, guilty that's a very very parallel injury so i will say this because as soon as Lester asked that question, I was starting to think, I was like, you know what? The one thing that you don't hear about the most is the whole K-tape theory with CrossFit. That was that was so what of a theory. I'm going to put that in quotation marks. Because everybody was like, oh, K-tape. Oh, yeah, CrossFit. You do CrossFit. Um, blah, blah, blah. But I noticed now, because like I said, the, the, um, the, the certifications are a little bit, you know, harder to get now. Um, people that are actually teaching it are trying to get better because of that stigma that has been around CrossFit for so long. You can only have that stigma for so long before people are going to be like, all right, there's things that's got to change, things that's got to be fixed. We can't do a game event every single day and make these people better. We have to actually make a real program. You know, we have to do an Olympic, like you were saying, we have to do an Olympic weightlifting program. We have to do a gymnastics thing. We have to do a actual power building thing. You know, now it's like getting to that point there there's building and you barely hear the injuries just as, I mean, no different than you hear injuries in a gym like ours. I mean, we don't really get injuries, you know, shameless plug there, but, um, um, somebody, I mean, knock on wood, but I'm just saying, you know, in general, but the stuff that we uh, constantly preach all the time, uh, the way we make people warm up, the way we make people do prehab and you know, the little things that we do in the exercises that people don't think about is actually prehab. People be like, oh, no, I don't need to do that. But you end up doing it anyway throughout the workout because we're smarter than you. And we're going to put it in the workout. <laughs> and we're going to make sure you do it. Hey, <laughs> you know, because... That's the only reason I do mobility stuff, just being honest. Hey, I, I mean, mean, yeah. Even, even me, like, <laughs> legit. I came in, I, I didn't even, I mean, I I did a lift. But, like, San Juan wrote me uh, uh, mobility and prehab uh, routine. I did that a few mornings. Came in, lifted this morning knees aren't hurting really and anymore and it's just about a you know wasn't doing my work on the back end and i spent my fair time share in the uh in the athletic training room so i learned a lot and then you know i got brandon uh my brother as a uh, physical therapist so i learned you know i learned from him so like those type of things i've learned stretching is a big deal like i made a funny tiktok talk about how long it takes me 30 minutes to stretch but like you know, 30 minutes is usually a good time to get a good warm up in because there's so many different things that I do, you know, starting from the ground up, you know, rolling my, my feet out with a lacrosse ball, rolling out with a foam roller, getting these band stretches, get grabbing a plate, grabbing the barbell, 
put, you know, doing these little different things, bandit type stuff with my knees, all this. 25 stuff. minutes I, on I, your phone. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. finding the right song. You gotta find the right song. You gotta, you gotta find the right song. Next, you gotta scroll. Through, you gotta scroll through Facebook a little bit. You gotta scroll through Instagram. I like now. I got TikTok, so now I'm scrolling right. through TikTok. It's me time. So. It's me time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but I get my workout done. But like I said, like I like to do one rep or two reps, whatever I got planned. You know, uh, whatever Walt has. Ten minute rest on TikTok. Uh, two and a half minutes. I get two and a half minute rest in between each set. That's a lot of clips. Hey. You can get a lot done in two and a half minutes. <laughs> Sometimes right. I even make a post in two and a half minutes. <laughs> All right, I got a, I got another question. Um, I, I kind of thought about it in the middle of all of that. Um, so I know one thing we focus on big, like at our gym, is our programming. Is with CrossFit, is there really like? a program like do y'all schedule out weeks at a time months at a time or is it more of just random workouts every day yeah well so, so we'll schedule it's kind of like weightlifting where we'll do six to eight week um programming pro, like behind the scenes i mean obviously your client's not going to really see this this structure oh. um but in, it's the exact same way in crossfit you'll have a a six to eight week uh let's say a hypertrophy uh phase you know so the sets are going to be a lot higher right so for eight weeks there you're going to be doing you're going to be doing lead like you know six by six leading into like you know five by ten or something something crazy i mean you know eight by eight it's crazy or you know and then you start getting into uh you know so like like so like i said it's it's some some phases are going to be the exact same way and it's usually tailored around weightlifting um it's just the metcon the metcons are always going to be the same but the weightlifting side of it is going to be the exact same as it is in Olympic weightlifting as far as the um, the cycles go, right? Okay. that That is, for me, because, see, I, I'm somebody on the outside of CrossFit, so that is very, as a coach, that is a little easy because it's something that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and most people out here, like, I would say, probably don't know that if you're not actually in the CrossFit, especially the coaching side of it, because – just from the outside looking in, you it's very easy to think that it's just I mean, cause y'all come up with like little fancy names for y'all, y'all, y'all workouts. So to to me it looked like is this just a random workout that y'all do today, but that's very, very like interesting. Well, I will say it's it, it 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 varies from gym to gym, you know. So like the gym I'm at, it's more of a strength based gym. And so we do focus on the weightlifting a lot more. Um and then some gyms are more Metcon based. So you're gonna see some cycles aren't as focused on the weightlifting and they might be longer metcons like you know 20 minutes 15 minutes and there'll be more of those during the week than there is heavy weightlifting sets um, but you'll you'll notice going into from gym to gym whether they're you know a strength gym or a, a powerlifting based gym or a strongman gym or a metcon gym i mean there's i think that's what it comes down to like learning all of the um acronyms and what that really means. Question, y'all. <laughs> hey, r- random question, Free Will. I don't yeah. know the answer. Why are all the workouts named after females? Okay, I got a perfect answer for this. <laughs> I got the answer. Um, if all right, never even all right, all right. I never noticed that. All right, so you got like Fran, you got like Fran and Grace yeah. and Isabel and Anna yeah. and all right. So I never knew that. this is this is for the heavy like staple Metcons, um, benchmark Metcons is what they call them. 
benchmark workout. So Greg Glassman, he said his methodology or his idea was that any anything that leaves you on your back, uh, staring up at the, the skies, praying to God that you don't die, should be named after a woman. and considering the fact that he had other controversial things i would have never thought that (laughs) right yeah this is where this came from how can you be (laughs) this is probably gonna go viral now this will go viral you out here giving out gems and post it so everybody come to watch i will i will you are giving out gems because this man i mean you know i'm not sitting here i may be calling out bad information but like this man has said that comment and then had his other comments that stripped him from reebok i'm like dude (laughs) oh we might be getting a call if i post this this will be fun we can't get it. We can't get a cease and desist order from somebody that had to I step didn't say down. cease and desist. I just made a little publicity. I did what it is. Um, let's get on barstool. Put us on barstool. All right, all right, all right. All right. So <laughs> let's can say and do what we want. All right. So why we let's just keep on top subject here. Uh, <laughs> CrossFit's got enough of their their problems right now. But I, I kind of wanted to, you know, as we starting to wrap this up, um, I wanted to say that. You know, the, the physical nature of CrossFit, you know, is, is there, you know, we've talked about, you know, the injuries and the, you know, the methodologies and that kind of thing. But honestly, at this level for me, coaching so long and being in the sports world and you hear, you hear it countless, um, you know, the, what CrossFit does. And it's, I mean, basically you're doing like Navy Steel style, Navy Steel, Navy Steel style workouts. Mm-hmm. And for me, what interests me so much in it, it's not necessarily like the strength gains that I get anymore. Like, yeah, sky's the limit. You know, if you do it right, it's more so about um, the mindset that it creates as far as learning to push yourself past limits, right? Like when you get into those, you know, you get to points where you want to quit and your body like yells at you to quit. And the Navy SEALs say that they call this the 40% rule is usually when you get to that point or you feel like you're going to break, you're only at 40%. I mean, 40 or 50%, you got a lot more to go. You talk, you know, you want to talk about marathons and the runner's high. And, and, you know, so for me, it's like, I'm looking for that mindset. Uh, and I take this into my, into business, especially um, is, is being able to, to hang in there like that, that sustainability that comes from CrossFit and like, is you just pushing your mind, you know, just a few extra reps, a few extra minutes, right? Like that carries over in your everyday life. I, I mean, it really does, y'all. I mean, it, this is what the main thing I've got from CrossFit carries over into my the sports that I play at a higher competitive level, right? Um, it's because at, at when you're competing at higher levels, whether it's on the national stage for Olympic weightlifting or or volleyball or or if you're, you know, in the middle of your career. You know, it's going to come up the pressure, you know, learning how to handle that pressure and handle those emotions, especially right like your, 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 your body's in fight or flight, you know, you're dealing with like panic or, or reaction It's called reactionary um, period, but things like CrossFit, Olympic weightlifting at a higher level, you know, with 
you know, pressure involved. Like this is what, this is what really matters. It doesn't matter about how strong you're. It doesn't matter about how fast you are anymore. Like I said, the most, the main people that are doing CrossFit are your everyday, everyday Joe Blow and Joe, Joe's and Jane's that are working a regular nine to five. And it helps to create, you know, sustainability. It helps them with, you know, burnout, you know, getting depressed in a job, you know, things like that. Like just being able to hang in there to the next, you know, hoping for the next, you know, whatever it is. So for me, it's level. the next level. I mean, that's what the next level is. It's, it's all mental. I mean, you know, you, you can be the strongest man in the world. If you can't handle yourself emotionally, you're going to lose. And so that, that's why I'm all for, I'm all for the, well, you know, you call it CrossFit, hit training, you know, whatever, you know, high intensity, yeah. just getting, getting, your mind to that level to where you can learn how to think and, and, and to uh, handle those emotions as they come. I like that because that's, it's cool because this is actually what I'm going into. Like my series, like I do a motivational speak for every week. So my series this week, because actually it's brought to you by Ant because Ant gave me the, um, the thought of it this morning when he was playing the William Hollis, the you versus you speech, that motivational video, um, like that, that 40% that you was just talking about, I never even thought about that. If you feel like you need to give up, you're only at 40%. Like you got to dig deep. It's only you versus you, you know? Um, and I talked, you know, I, um, the video that I'm going to post tomorrow, I'm going to talk more about other things, you know, going into other lanes. When Usain Bolt is running, he never looks to his side. He never looks behind him. He's only looking forward. The only time he looks to his side, if somebody's really close when he's towards the end, but he still beats him because it's you versus you. You're only the only person in your lane. So that's, that's cool that you said that about, um, you know, CrossFit. And that's that, that honestly, that carries over to every sport. Somebody that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're average Joe or Jane, or if you're, you know, competitive uh, lifter, what have you, you have to remember that aspect of that is you versus you. You're only at 40% and you have to keep going because if you want to be great, you have to keep pushing yourself. Mm-hmm. Obstacles will still come. They're, they're going to come because that's life. If you have a life without obstacles, I don't even know if that is, you probably pass away. You're not living. I mean, like if you feel like you just rolling through life and you have no, absolutely no obstacles, either you just don't care or, you know, and I don't even know if you can have that level of, you know, effort, but you know, <laughs> I, I heard the easiest way to look at it is if you're living so cautiously, you failed automatically. Yeah. Because I mean, this is, life is all about you know bumps, curves, bruises, all types of you know whatever metaphor you can think of, and in that's what CrossFit teaches you. That's what Olympic weightlifting teaches you. That's what sports teaches you. I mean, you can take you know these guys coach basketball, volleyball, what have you. You have to learn how to get knocked down and stand back up. Yeah, so I mean, it's all about it's all about perspective, you know. Rel- it's all relative to the, to the individual, and uh, I mean, a win for me might be a win, uh, it means something different for somebody else. Um, but it's all like what these like Olympic weightlifting, CrossFit, any anything really hard, competitive on the body physically. That's I mean, it teaches how to hang in, there, like how to not to quit when it's when it's hard, whether it's a marriage or um, you know, uh, like a career right or or anything like anything like of the nature a relationship in general like it teaches you to just just hang in there as long as you can um 
and it's a beautiful thing right especially yeah. when you start getting deeper into the rounds and you start you start uh obviously you, you know you can't do it alone and so when you that's that's what we're here for the coaching right because we've been there we've done that whether you know whether you're mindful of it or not i mean um I mean, we all wouldn't be sitting here right now if we haven't experienced those types of things. And so it's, it's, it's really important to, to realize that it's, it's not just about winning championships or gold medals. Like for most people, it's just about winning the next day. Yeah. And it's the same, you know, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that was it. That's all I had to say. No, I mean, it could be the same thing. Like, you know, with Matt would say like, he's our nutritionist at the gym, you know, one of the biggest things it, uh, nutrition can knock you down a little bit not necessarily nutrition can knock you down but as far as like when you've been going so hard and like you was dropping the weight and then all of a sudden you hit a stall or like you start going back up not necessarily going back up because you was doing the wrong things maybe you just maybe your body has has adapted to the cardio and now you need to amp up the cardio there's something that's always got to change maybe you got to lower the carbs now maybe you know this type of stuff but you can never give up if you have the goal to hit to that goal you know like i'm doing a 75 day challenge and like I got about 15 days left and I'm about to be done with this. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm done. I don't care. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sticking to it because I said I was going to do this challenge and I'm going to finish it out. Um, but like there's been I've been looking at the scale and, you know, scales dropping. And then all of a sudden it went back up and I'm like, whoa, what's going on? But it's probably because it's time for me to amp up the cardio. It's my body has like, all right, this cardio is cool. You know, this little 45 minutes ain't nothing no more. It's, Either you need to start sprinting or you need to go longer, whichever one's got to happen. So I'm going to start amping up my cardio next week. You know, uh, my macros will get changed if they get changed or not. Um, but something's got to change, you know, and Matt could probably extend on that a little bit more too as well. Yeah. I mean, when you start, plat- no, I don't want to say plateauing necessarily, but your body adapts and it adjusts. And everyone's body is different. You know, Sanson may have taken, you know, the two months, the 60-day mark he's at, and his body's adapted. You know, for me, it may take two weeks to adapt. We're just at different levels of fitness. His body reacts differently to the fasting carbs than mine does. There's so many aspects as far as nutrition goes into your workout and your way of life that, you know, maybe he's, you know, he's planning a wedding. He's stressed out. That could play an aspect in your nutrition and how your results can do. No, he's not. Oh, sure. <laughs> you're trying to run a business. I'm really not. I don't have that much to plan. <laughs> yes. well, I'm just yes. using that as an example, but no, no, no. But it is stressful, though. It is. It's I mean, like, stress. Know. Sleep is a big one that no one thinks about for nutrition. Like I get no sleep. And then back to like what Will was saying, like winning the day. I tell people that all the time with nutrition. Like, if you have a bad day, what's the big deal? You got 364 more to go. Like, just keep moving. Yeah. Like just, just pick up i tell people just when they when they fall off or something with their their routine <laughs> or their nutrition just pick up right back off where you or yeah. pick up where right where you yeah. left off i, I mean that's the best way to do it things. it could be a mental block that threw you off and i get beat up all the time because they talk about like you need to get some more sleep and i'm like to get more sleep i don't need to go in that early or i need to get off earlier either one one of them got to work if the gym closes at eight and i'm leaving at eight but i have to be back for a class that starts at 5 15 Y'all do the math. I'm not getting eight hours of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't happening. I'm getting six tops. It all comes back to just maybe five. Like winning that day. You mean I'm big on listening to podcasts and motivational stuff. So, you know, if you win five out of seven days for the week, you won the week. Mm -hmm. 
Now you win. That's right. Three out of four weeks, you won the month. That's right. That's keep winning. Keep pushing ahead. You're going to have bad days. You're going to get setbacks. It's, it's life. It's going to happen. You have a family. You have a wife. You know, you're running a business. Now you're trying to fit in your workouts. Work goes late a couple of days and you don't have time to go to the gym. It's okay. Like it happened. Just win, win more than you lose. Right. Okay. Yeah, just win more than you lose. That's, that's the name of the game. Winning, the winning edge. The it's winning okay to take time. Like, cause sometimes like Matt said, you're going to have those setbacks. It's okay to take time to get yourself together. Um, sometimes you're going to be stressed about stressed out about things that you just can't control. And like, even myself currently, like I haven't been going, like I use all of last year to really push, 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 push myself to get in some of the best shape I've ever been in in my life. Well, over the course of the past month, I really haven't had the luxury of pushing myself the same as I got to do last year. What I've really tried to focus on is making sure I'm not reversing any of the progress that I made. I'm not necessarily striving to get more results right now, but I'm trying to make sure I don't reverse what I've already done. So whenever I get back to a point mentally where I can continue pushing myself, I don't have to start over. So winning can be one of two things. It can be maintaining where you're at, or it can be actually moving in the right direction as far as losing weight or building muscle, whatever it is you're trying to do. So you got to look at winning in two different aspects. You can't just look at it as, oh, I'm not gaining no more muscle or I'm not losing no more weight. Well, are you going backwards is the question. If you're not going backwards, I think you're doing great. Very true. Look at us. We all got it motivational at towards the end. <laughs> I mean, we're coaches. I mean, that's kind of where things, how it goes anyway. I mean, we're, we're there for support and motivation. Yeah, we got the technicals, but I mean, dude, honestly, a lot of people, especially coming out of COVID, they need the motivation. They need the positivity. Yes. They need the support, man. There's, there, there's so much negativity out there right now. And yeah, because uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like the whole I mean, like you said, they need the motivation. You know, there's so neg- there's negativity about going to the gym. There's negativity about, um, you know, vaccines, masks, all these different things. But people just need a win. Not being win. not being where you were a year ago, right? I mean, that's yeah. a big one. I saw a meme the other day. Somebody sent it to me. It was like, all right, you know, March, March, uh, 2021. Same as last year, but now we have toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, I mean, it's funny and sad at the same time. Is if, if that's the only thing that we can think about the March of 2021, like, cool, we got a lot of work to do. I mean, and it kind of like I said, it comes down to coaching. And it's quite simple. You can be the best coach in the world, but if you can't get, you know, your clients, your member, members hyped up and, like, help them grow, I don't care what you know. The name of the game is – to interact and be involved in people and make them grow. If you know everything and you have all the certs and all the knowledge and all you read all the books, you got all your degrees, if you can't connect with somebody and help them become better as a person, they don't care. They don't need you. Right. Who knows nothing. They don't care. You can be, you can be the worst coach and, and know how to be there for somebody emotionally. And dude, that, that might be all they need right there. You know? Yeah. And that's it. It's all about people and help and helping and getting, helping them grow. They don't care what you know. I mean, if you know, you help them grow in fitness too. But if you can't connect with them, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I know we're starting to get to time. So, 
Um, this was a lot better. We got we've got a lot more into CrossFit and you know how to how to look at certain things and the the background to it and how it's not as different as everyone always thinks it is. It's just yeah, and then people realize we're not so biased. Yeah, we like to talk about CrossFit. like people like i don't even like to tell people i'm a crossfit instructor anymore y'all i mean i mean like i'm not even even gonna lie i mean like i talk to i try to talk to some crossfit gym sometimes and i get some pushback but i'm not you know i'm not gonna sit there and bash crossfit you know i'm really just coming to help I just want to help, <laughs> you know. I think it all, always comes from like a help, perspective we also too. Are curious, trying to learn, like yeah, I like, like I, questions. We we can't help you until we actually learn. Like you know, like I want to, you know, like I like talking because there are some CrossFit coaches around here that will message me or say something, you know, say, "Hey, hey, coach, that was a great lift, man. Can you know? I wish I could do like you, you know." And I'll be like, "No, I want to be like you, man," because when you think about it, like the physique of a crossfitter is where I'm trying to get to. I'm like, you know, dad bod of a Olympic weightlifter. I'm trying to get, to, you know, I'm trying to get to that point. Oh, yeah. so like, if you want to do that, you kind of got to do CrossFit to do that. Nah, I got to do CrossFit. I just got to eat right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't I'm listen to me. i tell you for months, man. <laughs> for months. like Dude, tacos are good. Well, here's just, the thing. It'll be a lot easier just to do CrossFit and then you don't have to worry about the diet as much. So I'm not trying to kill myself so I don't need to eat. <laughs> just go do a Fran. Yeah, just do Fran every day. Nah. I, don't know, I, I think I read I think I think uh, read an article the other day. Some guy did Murph every day for like a year and a half or something. Crazy. Every day. He was a military guy. He got ripped. <laughs> I, you know, I'm the more of the type of I want to lift. If I eat a certain macros and I do very little cardio and then I hit those and I hit my goals that I'm trying to do. So, and that's pretty much what I've been doing. Like my, my cardio ain't, I'm like, old man cardio. I'm looking at weight vests right now because I'm going to walk on the treadmill and I'm going to turn into an incline. I'm put my weight vest on. <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not going to run. Like my running days are over. If I, I walk in running. with you having like makeshift ankle weights and wrist weights, we're no, going to no, have no, to have no, a talk. No, no. I'm just, I'm just going to put a weight vest on. What are you, what are you crazy? I'm not hey, he's gonna be the purple, the purple leggings with the. He's gonna order it from Wish, and it's gonna come in and mesh. No, I'm actually getting a five. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might get a five eleven weight vest or something, or another weight vest. But I'm like I said, yo, I, my 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 background is powerlifting, so this is what I know: get a weighted vest that could be anywhere from eighty to hundred pounds, and a sauna suit. No. Dude, no. Like, let me talk. <laughs> like, I get a weighted vest. <laughs> you put that on and you go walk. I'm, I'm like, I'm not old man status, but like, my body is done doing all the sprints. I'm done doing all the sprints because I was at a different level. Obviously, I did go pro, but I'm done doing sprints. My body ain't taking it. Like, when I be like coaching the kids and I get those little bursts and I'm like, oh man, I feel good. And then after a while, I'm like, oh, shin splints. <laughs> like, like, like I'm, I am my my body is done doing all that different type of stuff. So I am adjusting to my stature now and getting lower. That's what I'm doing. So adapt and adjust. <laughs> well, on that, we're gonna we're gonna end it on that one. And thank you again to Mr. Will Lewis, uh, Mr. Out of This World. Because you know, if I'm not mistaken, he's the only person that's made a second coming on our show. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate y'all having me. With the really comeback, 
with the comeback. He's going to actually do a third one probably because Adventure Fitness is coming soon. Yeah, keep it. We'll keep talking. Oh, funny, funny. Uh, well, funny, funny story, Anthony, to add on last or your your podcast from last week, um, with uh, Samuel Samuels, right? Remember we were talking about earlier today. Well, I went to sign up for that tournament um, earlier today, and all the double A was full. So, guess who's playing in open against Homeboy? You are not. Next weekend, I swear I am. Yeah. Good luck, bro. (laughs) I know, right? I know. I think it's funny though. Yeah. Yeah. All right, oh, so okay. till later, everybody. All right. Peace <laughs> out. We'll see Peace. you next Sunday. I got it in 7 p.m. <laughs> yes, you did.